Welcome to yet another episode of Through the Looking Glass. The crew is back. We've even got the icon that's uh, that's here, the TTLG icon. We had to kick that thing to the curb the other day. It wasn't it wasn't cooperating. So the full crew is back, and we're flying the flag, baby. Um, all right. So we've got an awesome episode for you guys today. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, about CBDCs. We've got a salacious title. What is it, Ryan? What's the title? Uh, CBDCs will create the final bull run in crypto. The It'll be the final last and final bull run. The last That's one. It, yeah. um, but b- before we get into that, uh, a quick disclaimer, and then we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to actually start off with a little bit of uh, chit chat about Luna, and then we'll get into the uh, the the meat of the CBDC conversation and the last bull run. Um, so, just a quick reminder: anything that you see on uh, on this episode of this channel is meant for entertainment and informational purposes only. We are not at financial advisors and nothing that you see here is financial advice. So with that, gentlemen, Luna ripping, ripping. So what's changed in your minds? How are you guys thinking about this? Well, I mean, Columbus 5 is obviously here to stay. So um, that's obviously a bull thesis just in itself. So I think that's why I've seen a big rip recently. You got new projects coming out. Nexus just came out. They did the pylon swap thing. You got uh, Terra World, right? So there's a lot of a lot of influx of money coming around. Gorgi, what a what a I know you want to talk about your investment strategy now because I know that's changed, right? Right. I mean, uh, I stopped buying Luna. I was aggressively buying in the low 30s, upper 20s. And since it ripped, I stopped buying and I'm holding, not selling, but I'm holding. And it was very clear. It's very clear for me. I'll continue holding. I'll accumulate again if Luna goes under 35, I think, or especially if it goes under 30, which probably if it happened, it would be just a quick dip. Um, and it's now testing the uh, previous resistance levels as support at 43, 44 range. If that stays and holds, we expect it will. It can jump, shoot over 50 and just, you know, we may never see 20. Um, but what's changed also is after all of our analysis, and I personally was very much against borrowing against Luna, just the, as and, and, and we've discussed how borrow works and how uh, significant it is. I've moved to borrowing. And what's changed for me is this is the best way to borrow against uh, a a valuable asset, what Terra offers with the borrow against Luna and BETH. So big change for me is I used to borrow against my Bitcoin assets at other, uh, uh, other lending services, other like BlockFi, Ledin, uh, Celsius, a bunch of others offer borrow, right? Lending services. But now what I'm doing is I'm actually paying off these loans with some of the USD that I've borrowed against Luna. And some of the Bitcoin will be converted to Ethereum and Ethereum, especially now with the Bitcoin Ethereum ratio being dropping significantly as Bitcoin um, arose. And then effectively I'm not fully paying off the loans, but I am transferring them from Bitcoin loans to a BETH loans on Terra, which not only give more yield, but also give additional collateral diversification in case Luna 
has a lot of volatility. Ethereum certainly doesn't have the same uh, volatility. So it actually will give both balancing and additional uh, profit. So I think that's a fantastic strategy. Also, I believe in Ethereum, even though we all agree that the future is likely um, Terra and some of the other DeFi projects. So you're still, I'm, I'm assuming you're still LPing a bunch of stuff, right? What LP pools are you in? Not as much, not as much. So uh, I uh, grew much more conservative after LPing into some new projects and just having just huge price volatility. Some of these uh, like Starter and others have a lockup period, Altered I think has a lockup period. So right now it's a little bit of um, Anchor, a little bit of Pylon, a little bit of Terra World. Thank you guys for bringing that up. Ryan, I think you uh, alerted us to that, but um, actually that's probably a third of what I have borrowed. The other third is in UST Earn, like deliberately not going okay. for big growth. And the other third is actually spent. It's spent on Luna, uh, buying Luna. It's also spent on uh, uh, clearing my loans. So that's a little risky, which means I don't have enough collateral to cover everything I've borrowed. So the bet is right. Luna is not going to $10. If Luna does go below a certain level, I will have to sell some collateral to rescue myself. And of course, you don't want to do that because you'd be selling the Luna to Luna at a low levels and selling instantly and paying all the fees. But rescuing the rest of the collateral would be done as a last measure in that way. Okay. What, Joseph, what's your search say? The simutation? Simulation, bro. Oh, simulation. <laughs> well, okay. So, what's what's uh, what are you in these days? Well, I think that we're in a simulation, and none of it matters. No. Um. Uh. So you know. Um. So I have to say that my my strategy on this has kind of been, um, to basically sweep up like. I'm thinking about this in terms of trading for tomorrow, not today, right? And so the way I'm thinking about this is like, I basically, uh, I, I have, I kind of did a survey and I was looking at the most resilient assets within the Terra ecosystem, but that also leave me a little bit of room for upside. You see Anchor that's pretty resilient and like amazingly Pylon's pretty resilient. Like it trades within a pretty tight band. So what I've done is I'll basically have, uh, I'll LP those two, I'll acquire them, right? And then when Luna dips, I'll buy Luna, right? And so, um, and so what, I'm, what I'm attempting to do here is think of it in terms of like one Luna today is, you know, well, you know, one Luna of two weeks ago was 30 bucks and now it's 45. And so the way that I'm looking at it is, the moment that I see kind of a, a relapse after a move, a uh, heavy move up, then I just buy, 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 you know, as much as I possibly can, kind of dollar cost average in over a relatively short time frame until it starts to starts to come back up again. Then what I do is I bring that back into my borrow uh, borrow uh, ecosystem as well as stake it. And so every single day I actually compound my staking. And then every single day I add a nominal number to my earn or to my borrow. And what I found is, is that once you get to a certain dollar amount and you're kind of trading like larger dollar amounts, 
500 bucks here, a thousand dollars there, you really don't miss it. Um, but it ends up adding up in the long run. So when we were at 14 bucks, 20 bucks on Luna, I was kind of right. using the same strategy. And then all of a sudden it's like, holy hell, I've got like all this borrow room, you know, that I didn't have. So that's been kind of my approach. And then I'll also take, you know, five, you know, a, a smaller amount. Um, and I'll take flyers on kind of new projects. Um, but I totally agree with Georgi. Man, I don't know. The Star Terra thing, like I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think this is the brilliance of the Terra ecosystem. I really want to do something with these projects. Like I don't want just, I don't want just to like take a flyer on Meow token and make, <laughs> you know, and make money, right? Like, I know, I, man. well, I mean, what's more interesting to me is like, okay, now what? Right. And so like, you know, what's the next thing? And so like, you know, I mean, Star Terra, it was cool. I like the idea. I bet I'm like ready to see what happens next with Pylon. Like I'm slowly accruing, you know, some LPs again, kind of same idea. You know, if I earn, you know, X number of LPs in a, in a day, then I'll take a, a nominal percentage of that and then put it over into, um, into the, uh, the governance uh, token. I'm doing the same in Ankh. Um, and then I'm just kind of like, keeping that there until it's like, you know, an interesting amount of money, because again, like Ank for me in the long run, I think there's a pretty good bet that it could be like the go-to savings protocol. I think there's a pretty good bet that like, you know, that like uh, mirror, I don't know, it's going to have to get its shit together, but could be kind of the go-to mirrored assets kind of protocol in the long run. And Pylon just makes so much damn sense in terms of just how it's configured and what it's set up to do. Um, And so anyway, that's kind of the way that I'm thinking about it. And, uh, you know, again, it's to me, it's like, it's all about kind of like uh, making sure that I'm sweeping up what feel like crumbs today because tomorrow they absolutely will not be right. And so, you know, I mean, I was, I was blown away doing buys now with like, I'm like, that's a, you know, uh, that's a respectable amount of money. And it's like, you're getting not like, a oh, wait, that's only a couple Luna. What happened? Yeah, here? man. And, and it wasn't too long ago, you guys, when I, I mean, I, we were buying when it was, you know, single digits, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we were absolutely so, so, you know, all that is to say is that like, that's kind of what's changed for me. I think more projects are going to come up. So we got to get the kind of get part of my language. You got to get the, uh, well, I'm not going to say it but we got to get the BS meter up, you know, (laughs) making sure that that's tuned in. Um, And then, yeah, man. And then just, uh, you know, but I don't want to yield chase as much. Um, And Mm -hmm. I kind of want to stick to like the, you know, the OG protocols that look like they got a ton of upside and then experiment with some of the new ones that are coming online. Great. Great strategy. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, uh, I don't want to say I'm yield chasing, but I guess I'm still yield chasing. I don't know, whatever. But uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat, like kind of almost repaying my loan on yeah. the rips and then buying with the LP on the dips. Right. Nice. So like if Luna, you know, like when Luna jumped up to 50, I was like, well, I don't really want to buy at 50. You know, I'll go. Well, I don't know if it went to 50. It was like 49 and change. Right. But, like, yeah. you know, so oh. I just. I paid back the loan because I was like, well, you know, it's probably going to, it's probably going to fade a little bit, you know, and there's no point to buy it up here, pay the loan back, use a hundred percent of that money to actually get 
that uh that loan back down and uh that's kind of my thought process you bring up a really good point though because one thing that i've been doing without a doubt is i will during daylight hours you know i know we all spend a lot of time at our computers just with our jobs during daylight hours i'll take it to the limit and i'll i'll actually put that into something like anchor Right. Right. And I'll put, and because like the interesting part here, I'll put that into something like anchor or if Luna looks undervalued, then I'll ride it for a day in Luna and just see what happens. But when I go to sleep, man, I mean, I repay a huge chunk. And so, and I do that daily because it's just like, you know, I just, I try to, yeah. yeah, man. And it's like, I'm telling you from a few weeks ago, Dude, I mean, I was in a situation where I was just like, you know, trying to make sure that I had everything kind of put together and it just kept kept dropping and dropping and dropping. So I think, you know, I we're not at exit velocity just yet in this ecosystem. And, you know, I think that like, you know, I think we could be close, but I think until then it's like I'm being a little bit more conservative. So not to say that I'm not yield chasing at all, but uh, definitely thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember those days, you know, I think it was back when it was like, what, 30 bucks, 35. And then, you know, me and Gorgi were riding the lightning on, you know, 50% loan to value. And this thing just kept dropping. And we're like, oh, man, here we go. Like, how are we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to yeah. not get liquidated and trying to sleep at the same time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Tough, dude. It's tough. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm seeing that we've got, uh, we've got a little bit of encroachment on our time here. Let's slip to uh, CBDCs and the conversation around CBDCs because are they going to be the result of the last bull run um, ever? So what do you think? Uh, let's start with you, Ryan. What, do, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, that's an interesting perspective. You guys know way more about CBDCs than I do. Yeah. Um, but as you guys know, with anything with the government, right, you know, it's uh, it's a touchy subject. And, you know, I, sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. And, uh, you know, I think uh, we were probably all in agreement that uh, they'll probably get it wrong. Right. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Right. I mean, Bitcoin's up, Ethereum's up you know, with this implementation of all this stuff, you know, they're going to, they want to, they want in your pocket. Right. So I know they want in Gorgie's pocket with all those big mm-hmm. ones he's got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Gorgie? Uh, where's your, where's your head on this? Um, so interestingly, I, I initially completely wrote it off, right. Uh, governments, but then you look, uh, you know, uh, European central bank, ECB, but then you look uh, China can be the first country to implement it. Switzerland, others are researching it. And, and um, there's no doubt that our government is actively researching it. Um, you know, I think there was a timeline of two years or something to come up with a proposal to uh, SEC. And, and um, interestingly, uh, there could be the aspect of adoption and convenience. So if the government implements that, uh, you basically are getting a digital dollar and that could really strengthen the dollar. And um, uh, I think the adoption and people uh, just taking something that is stamped and official will be just an extension of how people now accept everything banks do and the Fed does and printing of money. So people may not like it, but they may accept it. And then that will start competing with decentralized stable coins like UST. 
So that's a very interesting thing. Long-term, what could happen uh, is this massive adoption. And through that, making stable coins and anything decentralized almost an underground illegal. And then maybe Bitcoin survives as a store of value, maybe it doesn't, especially if the government takes it to the next level and starts like digital gold or some other kind of form of capturing centralized uh, gold value. So it could be it could be dangerous and it could definitely not through regulation, but through phasing out, uh, remove the power and the potential that crypto has, not in my mind for me as an investor, but just the general public imagine 45 million Americans uh, on crypto, but then 200 million Americans are using digital dollar every day with their government assigned wallets. And, you know, it could be that, that could be a very, very big danger a few years from now. And I just want to say this real quick and Joseph, you can jump in here. You know, yeah. it is, it is a risk obviously with the CBDCs. Cause it's like, all right, well, if we're over here making all this funny money, you know, obviously at some point we're going to want to spend it, you know, cause we're not just trying to make, you know, a million bucks in Luna just for shits and giggles. Right. So at some point we're going to want to pull that money back out. So if CBDCs are introduced and that's a way for us to spend this money or asset, you know, that could be the end of the bull run for the crypto market. You never know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, here's the thing. I think yeah. I, the genie's out of the bottle with crypto. It's, ne it's never going to go anywhere ever. Like money is now a virus and it will forever exist. That's probably not the best way to put it, <laughs> like current times considered. But, uh, you know, it's uh, the genie's out of the bottle. You know, the, the second kind of more crass way that I would put this is, like, <clears throat> let's say that you were super interested in buying, um, you know, in buying, uh, you know, uh, a human heart, right? <laughs> like, hold on, though. You could do it. You could find somewhere in the world to go buy a human heart. Now, I think that that would be insanely unethical, and I think it would be really fucking crazy that you would want to buy this. But my point is, is that black markets exist for the most ridiculous stuff ever that you could possibly think of to think that the way that people uh you know spend money is not going to be in a in gray and black markets you know it's just not true it will it will forever be even when we move to cbdc's which it, it's inevitable i believe we will absolutely move to cbdc's right. and then the, the 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 second part of that is that you know i think the the bigger challenge here in that evolution from what we currently do to CBDCs is that <clears throat> bankers have become, and by bankers, I'm saying like, uh, like, you know, I will include the Fed in this, right? These have become political entities and their incentive is not to be honest with markets, right? Like that's just not, it doesn't, that's not where, because they are political entities, they are motivated by political motivations, not by the numbers as they, you know, I mean, it could be argued. There's a guy, Arthur Burns in the sixties that was like cherry picking CPI numbers even back then. Right. Like, I mean, so like CPI is bullshit. This idea of, of transitory inflation is absurd. Right. But it's like, again, if you can get most people to believe it, then that's fine because fed policy is aimed at most people. That policy is not aimed at 
the long, you know, the long end of the, uh, the tail there. So, you know, I just think that like, that's the bigger problem is like, you know, bankers are political. That's what they're motivated by are these like political rationale. And I think that's problematic when you're trying to, uh, trying to bring something that could be super disruptive to a burgeoning market that I think the prom the promise of which I believe is just like capital alloc efficient capital al allocation on steroids. And I think Do, that's a good thing. You, you know? mentioned something though I wanted to ask you about. So uh, we all agree CBDCs will come and there will be some adoption. Do you think, and you mentioned it in your in your answer just now, do you think that will make crypto be gray markety legal like the 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 fed strategy and bank the bankers financial institution strategy is to kind of outlaw it make it like an underground movement which kind of is now but you know you're seeing the institutional adoption bringing it in right yeah not necessarily not necessarily okay. right because i think the nugget here is taxation but really uh -huh tinfoil hat crinkling here the nugget is really financial surveillance like that's mm -hmm. real so it's like i should say it's taxation enforcement through which would be financial surveillance right, right. so like it's, yeah it's gonna so, be here's your cbdc account right and then they're gonna give basically the crypto market now you know an avenue to be legitimate right, right. So they're going to say, all right, well, you know, you guys are using Terra, like no problem, transfer your UST to your CBDC account. And then once you do that, boom, then they got, they know where you're at. You know yeah, what I mean? I, mean, I just don't buy, I just don't buy this idea that like, you know, I mean, I sent you guys this article and maybe we'll throw this in the show notes, but, you know, I sent you guys that article about uh, the IRS wants to look at your bank account, this guy named, you know, what Charles Reddig, I think, or something Reddig, who's like the commissioner of the IRS saying, you know, hey, this is the direction that we want to take is that so that we can like observe what's coming in and out of personal bank accounts. I mean, these numbers were like, if $600 is in your bank account, right, they want to, oh, they want right. to be able to yeah. take a look here. So I know we're, we're tight on time here. But all that is to say is that, you know, I think that I think that we really need to be cognizant of the fact that when you give things up to the government, you don't get them back. Like it's a one way yeah. street, right? So like, you know, there's an answer here. It's about taxation. It's about financial surveillance. But, you know, I think that like, you know, you can spend a puka shell. Like if I will take your puka shell, then we can, we can still transact and no, that's not legal tender, but maybe I don't want legal tender. So, you know, there's a lot of gray area there, but. I'm gonna get you a puka shell necklace for the next episode, man. You're gonna have to wear it. All right? Yeah, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, bleach the tips of my hair and yeah. uh, put some sugar Ray on the bat on the hi-fi and uh, <laughs> we'll make it. Happen. All right, dude, well, we got to wrap this up. Thanks for uh, joining us today. We appreciate all the viewers we got here. Check us out on YouTube, TTLG underscore.